Hi everybody, it's Steve Smith, the editor of PHC News Magazine, and today I'm talking to Troy Locke. Troy is the manager of technical training and technical support at uh, Vega. Troy, how are you today? I'm good, Steve. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, listen, uh, we're talking today. Vega's got a couple of new tools, the Press Gun 6 and the Press Gun 6 Pico. So why don't we uh, just get right into it and... Uh, you know, I, I'm just kind of curious. I haven't had a chance to see it myself other than what I can see on my computer screen. And, you know, Troy, you and I are kind of stuck in the theater of the mind here. Could could we describe this a little bit best as we can appeal to our senses here? Does it, you know, how much does it weigh? How does it feel? I mean, good things like that, the basics. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because we got to paint this picture here, just for those uh, that have been familiar with press technology and maybe have even dabbled in it or own their own tools right now this these two tools press gun six and press gun pico one's a standard one's a compact but they're both inline tools so what i mean by that they're not pistol grip tools so it's mm-hmm. not like a drill right so these are inline tools they're lightweight they're roughly depending on which one you have it's going to be about five and a half to seven and a half pounds so we wanted to make sure that it was you know lightweight ergonomical right so the cylinder head where the jaw goes into that rotates 270 degrees. The body of it, for those that are familiar with press technology, it basically stems from the rigid RP 200 that they had recently. And obviously they keep coming out with new models. You know, it's like uh, trucks on the market, right? That was coming out with a new model every year. So this was kind of based off the RP 200 inline tool. Okay. Now the big claim to fame for the Press Gun 6 and Press Gun 6 Pico are that they are less expensive. So could we get into that a little bit more? I mean, how, how much less expensive and, and what are we trading off here to save some money? Yeah, I like to I like to call it a, a cost uh, efficient or effective tool, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, uh, press technology, when you're investing in tooling, I mean, it's it's not something that is you know, like buying an adjustable wrench. Uh, This is definitely an investment, but still, when you look at it, it is the lowest overall installed cost. So, but with this, with this tool, with the Press Gun 6 and the Press Gun 6 Pico, we wanted to provide a cost-effective option where it's what I consider a no-frills machine. So Mm -hmm. no frills and thrills, no fluff. It is focused on pressing quality. We wanted to make sure that, okay, we can get rid of some of the, the, the features of, oh, here's this flashlight option or here's this option different things like that strip away i like to call it a workhorse tool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? that's really what we're focusing on here so by by kind of stripping away some of those frills you can make it uh, more cost effective but really at the end of the day it's all about the quality of the press and making sure that you know the fitting assembly and everything is 100 consistent and reliable okay and can you tell us a little bit more about the performance of of each of these i mean are we I know the Pico is a little less powerful than the than the Press Gun Six, but how how would how, how should we think about these things? Yeah, when somebody's you know looking to get into press uh, technology, looking to get into press, and w- what options do you want? And mm-hmm. meaning, we offer various options from copper tube size press technology to iron pipe size press technology, our Pro Press, our Mega Press, and we offer size ranges from half all the way to four inch. Mm-hmm. So depending on your shop, depending on the business that you're in, that's really the the tooling you're going to look at. So when you look at a press gun six, that tool is what we would classify as our standard tool. And that's going to give you more force. That's going to do, you know, 32 kilonewtons or 7,200 foot pounds of force. So that's going to allow you to press 
your half all the way to four inch mm-hmm. copper pro press. And okay. you're going to be able to press half to two inch mega press with the press okay. gun six. Okay. And then when you look at the press gun six Pico, that's a mm-hmm. compact tool. So mm-hmm. less ram force just means that it's just pressing smaller sizes. So you're going to do half to inch and a quarter pro press copper. You're going to be able to do half and three quarter on your mega press. Mm-hmm. And then of course we have our pex press. So both can do pex press and you know, like the press gun six will do up to our two inch pex press, which is our largest sizes in pex press. And then you can do up to inch and a half with the Pico. So really it's looking at what size material do you utilize in the field? What kind of jobs do you go after? And that would be the decision you make on which tool you want. These things are, are very important when it comes down to the battery. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, the batteries are really nice. Uh, you're going to be able to, they're 2.5 amp batteries, 18 volt batteries. And what that means to the end user is you're uh, basically going to get 25% more presses per charge on this battery platform. So it's a great battery platform compared to some of the others that are on the market. And uh, uh, I'm just looking at the press material. I, I, I never really thought too much about this uh, before I saw this, but you can charge this off a vehicle lighter. Yes. And, yeah, uh, great. Both of them, the six and the Pico and the six Pico. Yep, Both and it comes them. right in the right in the case with it. So the tool right. itself, when you get the press gun six or the Pico. Uh-huh. Uh, both both charging cords are in in the box in the in the uh-huh. case, which is great because you're right. You're out there on the job site. You're in your work van, your work truck. You need yeah. to charge your battery, and maybe you don't have power because it's a brand new site. You're doing underground or something like that. I can charge these batteries now right with a cigarette lighter. So great feature. I, I assume that takes a little longer than <laughs> than the traditional way of recharging these things, charging these things up. But uh, if you have to, you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's actually not that bad, but you're right. I mean, depending on what it is, but usually, I mean, even trucks nowadays, I mean, the new Fords and everything, they even have 120 or 110, 115, you know, plug in. So at the end of the day, but it's still a great feature for that because I know a lot of times, you know, you just don't have power out there on the job site. So, and if you're using battery powered tools, which not just press, but all your other, you know, battery powered tools, that's a great feature. And, uh, you know, big claim to fame from the sound of this is that these uh, two Guns are 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 um, less expensive, but is that is that what's holding contractors back? Do you think that I mean the fittings are on one thing, but the tools another? Is it is it the fact that the uh, you know the the tool, this here comes a tool with a, a smaller price tag? Is that is that really going to help uh, the person that's kind of hemming and hawing about this uh, getting into the press kit market? For for Vega, I mean this by having our own branded tools here in North America, which we have done. You know, since the launch of press technology over in Germany, you know, when Germany launched press technology in 1989, you know, they had a Vega branded tool with Vega fittings hand in hand, you know, full system solution approach. And that's what we're trying to do. And to have the ability to provide tools to kind of maybe break down that barrier that uh, an installer might have when it comes to maybe tooling, you know, like, I don't know which one to get or ah, that's a big price tag. And and again, for me, yeah, it's it's slightly more cost effective, but for Vega, at least, this gives us the power to maybe do some promotions, mm-hmm. you know, maybe do some giveaways. You mm-hmm. know, we actually just donated 10 press tools, press gun six, Vega press tools down in Texas for a relief effort. And because they're branded tools, we're able to do that where before you know, they, they're not our tools, they're not our catalog, they're not in our distribution center. So we would have to then say, hey, other yeah. tooling companies, yeah. and you're going to have to have that talk with them, where now yeah. you just come to Vega for your 
kind of one-stop shop. Yes, exactly. One-stop shop. That's, that's, that's the key, I think, to this, because uh, obviously yeah. you guys are, are, are you know, been making fittings. You were the pioneer in fittings in the European market, particularly. But you relied on, in this case, Rigid to make the tool. Um, you still, I mean, the relationship is still with Rigid. Rigid is making this, but because it's branded uh, a Vega tool, you can control the, I guess, the distribution a little bit better. Is that right? That is correct, right? We're still... Tool on the fitting, the whole system, essentially. Absolutely, the whole system, because you're right. We still have our partnership with Rigid, right? We have a great relationship with them. So this is a Rigid tool. They're manufacturing this for us. And that's the thing. And I think a lot of folks maybe don't realize that Vega, we are actually tooling experts. I mean, because you, you already said, you just said it. You can't put our fittings together without a press tool. Right. So over in Germany, when they launched together, right, they were Von Arx and Vega. It was the tooling and the fittings hand in hand. Vega actually, you know, designed the jaws, helped design the tooling, make sure it worked exclusively for Vega fittings. And that's where they went into market. And so Vega has a lot of expertise in tooling. But when we came to North America, you know, in order to kind of, you know, like you said, penetrate the market, break down these barriers and, and bring a new technology, something brand new. To, to a new world, uh, mm-hmm. somebody's going to be like, well, who, who are you guys, right? Who's Von Arx, who's Vega? So we partner with Rigid, who is a well-known, well-established tooling manufacturer in North America. So yeah, they're manufacturing our tools uh, for us. And they currently have their, obviously their own brand tools, many models and brands out there already on the market. So, you know, this again is just adding another option uh, mm-hmm. for our end users. I'm curious about the tools, uh, the new uh the six and the six Pico, it, 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 is there something they can't do? I know that the Pico can't be used with the Megapress XL press booster and the Z3 actuator. Is there anything else that, uh, that may perhaps you're giving up, I guess? With the current uh, tools that we're offering, the press gun six and the press gun six Pico, mm-hmm. neither one of those can actually be used with the booster. Uh, so you're not going to be able to do the large bore mega press two and a half, three and four inch fittings with these tools because the booster is not going to go on the tooling right. platform. Uh, so in that case, you know, we would look at, you know, if I was a contractor getting into large bore fittings for for steel, for pipe, then mm-hmm. that's when I would want to maybe look at, you know, uh, another tooling platform. But for the majority of those out there in the press market right now, this is doing the majority right. of yeah. the fittings that are being sold. And honestly, the most common press fitting sold in the market today is a three-quarter inch copper press system. Okay. That is the most popular fittings on the market, the most sold, because think about the size of piping that's in a building, whether it's commercial, residential, three-quarter is a very common size that's mm-hmm. in those buildings. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, but I think eventually, too, I mean, as we start getting into the tooling, you'll see maybe other options in the future. But for now, this is, again, just introducing Vega as having, you know, both options, not just fittings, but tooling to get you started, get you going. You know, you mentioned, you know, breaking down those barriers. And I think with pricing, that is the biggest hang up for contractors to circle back to that because you see a a price tag up front, you get that sticker shock mm-hmm. where, you know, I'm a licensed mechanical contractor myself, master plumber, gas fitter, all that. And when I look at it, I already have, you know, my soldering equipment. I have my B-tank. You know, I got all my torch tips. I got all that already. So that's something that I already invested in. So you might forget about that as you move forward. And what you do with those joining technologies like soldering is you're just buying the consumables. You're kind of nickel and diming. So the sticker shock sometimes isn't always there. Now you're having somebody come on 
and say, hey, listen, why don't you want to try this? Well, I do want to try it, but the tool is a few thousand dollars. And that upfront investment or sticker shock is what is definitely something that is that stops somebody uh, at first. But it's all about the conversation. And what I try to you know get the business owners to do or somebody that's going to make those purchasing decisions, sit down and crunch the numbers. Because whether you use, you know, Rigid or Vega Press Tool, whether you use Milwaukee, DeWalt, Hilti, you know, those are kind of the major press tool brands in the market right now. If you look at their tooling costs and what they're giving you in their packages, take that number and break it down per press. And if the tool can do 32,000 presses, 42,000 presses, 50,000 presses, whatever it can do, you take that and divide it by the cost of the tool and you can actually get a fixed number of what it's going to cost you per press. And it mm-hmm. is pennies. It's like, you know, if you get the the biggest tool, you know, let's say you get our press gun six, or let's say you get Rigid's RP350, and you take how many presses they can do and divide it out. I mean, it's kind of cost you anywhere from, you know, seven to nine cents per press on mm-hmm. the size range of half to two inch pro press copper. And that's that's awesome because I can't even solder a joint for that per solder mm-hmm. joint. You're looking at 23, 25 cents or more per solder joint, right? So, so honestly, it is overall the most cost-effective joining method, mm-hmm. but it's that upfront kind of sticker shock. So if Vega can introduce our own tools, maybe do some promotions and mm-hmm. do some giveaways and really control the distribution of the tooling, break that barrier down and get people pressing. Because I'm telling you, once you start pressing, you're going to want to buy 10 more tools. I mean, it just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole way to control it is key uh, the sound of it, in, in North America. Yes. Now, I'm kind of curious, uh, before we uh, hit record here, uh, obviously in Europe, you were saying, you know, it, it's essentially all press. And in North America, it's still quite a big market to tackle, to, 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 to take over, I guess. Now, Europe is in America, but what what... What's holding back uh, contractors? We talked about the price tag of the upfront price of the of the tool. Maybe we got a little answer here with that. But you know, other than tradition and and and, and codes, I suppose in some parts of the yep. country, what's stopping the uh, uh, North American American uh, contractors from uh, being like their European uh, colleagues and going all all press? Well, I'm sure you know people have heard this before, and I mean, I believe in it. I mean, I think you know if you look at Germany and other you know, European countries, that they are ahead of us in certain technologies and certain advancements. And that's, you know, that's great. And, you know, if they can pioneer stuff and we can adopt it, but you, you, you said it, the codes and standards over in North America, you have to make sure codes and standards are created to protect people, right? And that's why as a licensed contractor myself, I believe in those codes and standards. So Vega has done a lot of work to, to get standards developed for mm-hmm. press technology to get the language changed in code books to make mm-hmm. sure it's adopted approved for certain mm-hmm. applications and industries so it is it is a lot of work to actually grow the market here so it's not as it's not just getting people to buy a fitting that's not what it is you if if it's not approved in code yeah you might be able to buy it and you might be willing to buy it but if it's not approved you can't put it in mm-hmm. so there's more than just bring a product on the market and saying here you go it's all about testing it's all about making sure the performance is there. It's making sure the language and the code is adopted. It's making sure engineers are comfortable with the technology and specifying it in their buildings. So there, yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it than just here's a tool, here's a fitting. It, so I think that's why it's been slowly adopted. You know, obviously we came over here in 1999, 0% market share. And, and since then, obviously we've been growing, but there's still a huge amount 
you know, uh, you know, I just throw rough numbers out. I mean, our analytics specialists, they know details for sure. But for me, you know, I'm like, Hey, listen, the, the market is still like 80% traditional. Really? It really is. Yeah. It's still the majority of the market is still sweating, brazing, threading, uh-huh. that kind of stuff, welding. Uh-huh. And you, you said it over in Germany. No, you know, it's the opposite. It's like 90% of pressing, <laughs> you know? So, and the majority of the people overseas are already pressing. They love it. It's, it's like, it's awesome. They believe in it. It's in their yeah. codes. It's in their standards. It's their yeah. engineers are specifying it. We just got to get them to adopt it more here and get comfortable with it. So by providing them options, providing yes. them the tooling, providing them the education and training, mm-hmm. providing them, you know, everything they need to feel comfortable with it. That's, that's the goal. That's the approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good, uh, uh, segue here with training because uh, we wanted to talk about that as well. Now, again, you know, we're still, uh, you and I talked uh, last summer, I guess it was. Uh, obviously, COVID was uh, somewhat newer, I suppose, last year around this time is when we kind of shut down, uh, began to shut down things a year or so ago. Yeah. I think, I, I think uh, last time I was on an airplane was March 5th. I flew to Nashville. So that was uh, well, what, a year ago last week, I guess, if I marked my anniversary correctly. Um, so here we are still stuck in it, though. And now we talked last year about, you know, the, the fact that you know people couldn't come to your places in New Hampshire or Colorado for training, uh, let alone go to a trade show and see these things uh, firsthand at your booth. So what's going on now? What, 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 do you, what do you see? What do you hear in terms of maybe having perhaps in-person training at your uh, uh, New Hampshire and Colorado training facilities? Yeah, we are chomping. We are eager. We want to. That's for sure. Like you said, I mean, I'm looking at the calendar right now. It's March 8, 2021. My last time in the seminar center for training was the, so yeah, pretty much this week. My last day last mm-hmm. year in the mm-hmm. seminar center was March 13th. It was a Friday, right? Friday the 13th, kind of weird. But uh, last time in the mm-hmm. seminar center before the whole country shut down, right? And, you know, then it was, okay, how do we bring you know, we've talked about this, but how do you bring your in-person training online now, which is the biggest thing. And that's what we focused on heavily right there in the beginning. Then in the mm-hmm. summer of 2020, towards the end of summer, we actually, per CDC guidelines and, and redoing our buildings for safety, we did bring customers back in, you know, end of August to early October, but then numbers and things weren't trending the right way. Uh, so mm-hmm. in order to protect our customers protect our colleagues. We decided to shut back down again. And right now it's the same thing. It's all about looking at the numbers and just keeping everybody safe. I know, listen, I know everybody wants to come back and so do we. I would love to say that we'd be opening up this year, but if I'm being real, I would say, I like to call it, we're going to have a brand new 2022, right? With everything that's going on with vaccines and the numbers are trending down now. uh, I think 2022 is the year of Back to normal, so to speak. You know, it sounds uh, like forever to say 2022. Uh, but, uh, it does. That far. And uh, we're still in the thick of things. And things are progressing. I mean, there is some pretty good numbers in terms of vaccinations. And there's more vaccines, I guess, coming on the market. The Johnson & Johnson thing that came on the market, what, a couple weeks ago. One shot, much easier yep. to transport than these others I've heard about. But, you know, for me, I'm, I'm signed up as many places I can sign up at. And I'm just kind of wait and see, I guess. I don't know when, when that, uh, when I'll be able to do this, but I'll be there. I'll be there when I can. Absolutely. Hey, listen, if we, if these numbers keep going down and 
yeah. more people get vaccinated and travel restrictions are, you know, are easier or whatever you're lifted, let's call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, maybe we could speed up the process and get people in by fall. I mean, that'd be exciting. And I know we right. got, we got contractors asking all the time. Right. I want to go back to Vega. I want to learn more. Your seminar centers are exciting. We do hands-on mm-hmm. in the trenches and the workshops, you know, mm-hmm. both in New Hampshire and Colorado. It's just, it's a great, it's a great experience for our customers. So yes, yeah. we are eager to open back up uh, when we can safely. And, you know, and the virtual stuff's not going to go away. We'll be doing both, I think, forever, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, what, what, uh, is there anything new and exciting uh, to talk about for virtual training that you have uh, so, this year that, you, that maybe you didn't have last year? Well, we took away kind of all the generic open to all webinars, uh, you know, no more PowerPoints. And we are doing all dedicated virtual trainings and mm-hmm. virtual team trainings with our, our sales colleagues. It's mm-hmm. actually been going great. I mean, I got two two of my trainers in New Hampshire, and we got three in Colorado. I mean, they're busy every day with you know four or more, you know, four to ten probably virtual trainings dedicated to our customers. So that's that's what's great. It's all dedicated. So you're not gonna actually find anything online. You're not gonna be able to sign up and say, hey, you know, oh, I'm gonna go to this training. No, get with your local Vega district manager, and we wanna we wanna do a customized training exclusively for you on what your needs are. And we, you know what, we've been successful doing that this year and even last year towards the end of the year. It's been great. So we're excited. We're set up. I'm I'm actually in my home studio right now. My trainers have a home studio. We got our pipe vices, our press tools, all of our fittings and pipe, you know, so we can do live virtual trainings on the spot for our customers. And it's been great. So that's what we're going to do all the way. You know, like I said, we're going to do this forever. But obviously, when we get back to the seminar center, we'll start opening up the in-person trainings as well. So we'll have both options and be able to, you know, support customers that maybe can't make it to a seminar center but need our help or or want our training on it because you know, like I said, we are the, you know, install specialist, the application specialist. We, you know, we're the ones that know the tooling, know the fittings, and know everything. So about this technology, so it's it's great that we have the opportunity to maybe cast our net further and reach people that maybe never would have come to a seminar center to begin with because they just can't make it out of the field. I mean, this is a busy industry. It still was busy when COVID shut down. Maybe some big commercial projects got shut down, but service service went went up, right? So this industry doesn't stop. And that's what's great about this industry is if you're in the trades, you're always going to have a job. So everybody's busy. My readers and your customers are essential workers for a very good reason. And uh, you, you can't live without plumbing and heating as we... No. As we found out certainly in Texas. I just want to circle back on that. Do you, do you know any more about that? Uh, you mentioned that you guys had donated uh, 10 uh, of these new press tools down to Texas. Do you know where they went? Uh, what Any more details about that? I'm kind of curious more than anything else at this point. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm actually more curious my, myself of where they went. Mm-hmm. I just knew I just knew we donated. I thought that was great. I, I personally wasn't involved, but just think about you know what happened down there. And you know, mm-hmm. people without water, they're without they're without essential piping systems in their home to to basically kind of exist. And uh, if you can get those systems back up and running quicker, you know, how are you going to do that? And honestly, press technology helps with those repairs of the piping systems, putting in water heaters, putting in heating systems, whatever, whatever they need, you're able to do that faster. I mean, you, you watch the news and these plumbing shops down there just couldn't keep up. They really couldn't. So how can I be more efficient? How can I be more effective out in the field to do more volume of work? Mm-hmm. to get people up and running quicker and press technology is the key so by donating these tools you're now providing that possibility of getting people into their homes quicker it's safer 
you're, you know, no flame, things like that. So, I mean, it's great. Yeah. I'd love to, honestly, I'll, you know, Steve, I will, I will get back with you. I'll get with marketing. We'll find yeah. out and I'll get back with you on that. Yeah. Let me know. Cause I was going to, when we get off the phone here, I was going to call our friend Jim Sweeney, uh, do this public relations for you guys and see what he's found out about that. Cause we're in the process of writing about that. Of course, right now um, we're starting to work uh, production for our, April issue uh, very soon this week. So I, I've got some calls in to some folks. In fact, I came to work today and got some photos from some po- folks that I contacted last week. So yeah, if you find out anything more, let me know and uh, I'll do some digging myself. But uh, on that note, that's a, that's a good positive uh, way to end it, I think. And uh, I'm glad that we could talk today and we'll go yeah. from there. And hopefully we'll, we'll see each other soon. Yeah. I hope, you know, when trade shows kick off again, hopefully we can see each other soon and, you know, I just like to, you know, give the listeners, if if anybody is looking to convert to press, you know, just get with your local district manager. Because again, now that we have these tools on the market, now that we have different promotions going on, we want to make sure that we can, you know, get you trying it out. So get in touch with us and uh, we're here to help you. We'll do. Thanks for the time today. Thanks, Steve. You have a wonderful week. Talk to you again. Bye-bye.